Gabriel Santiago here. So this is a Speaking of Harmony podcast, and this is episode 40. Wow, 40 already, yeah? Nice. Happy weekend, everybody. And before we go into today's subject, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, activate the little bell, turn notifications. This is all my social media stuff. Don't forget to hit the like button. It helps a lot. And also don't forget to subscribe to the main list description here in the video, how to do that. All right, today's subject is... Something people have been asking me, and particularly someone asked me the other day, and actually the video from the past episode, to talk about uh, bass, basically bass, how I'm dealing with bass, using bass with this kind of harmony, this kind of music, and, and guitar and all that. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I'd like to point out that I see the bass part as um, just a regular voice, basically, right? So along with the melody and the, and the middle voices and stuff, it's just another voice. So I guess, you know, we can have different approaches when it comes to the bass voice. Um, you know, and I, I can actually probably make uh, separate episodes just talking about specifically each one of them, right? Today I'm going to stick with one. But basically, you know, the bass voice, you know, can be just kind of uh, performing its main role, which is playing the bass, right? the roots or the inversions or whatever right and you can also have uh, a more you know active bass voice like the, the stuff that I do that I'm gonna show a little bit today a more uh, counterpoint kind of very active voice when it's actually playing melodies and, and embellishments and all that stuff um, you can also have a, a more ecstatic bass voice uh, meaning like a pedal kind of thing, right? Right, like a uh, static bass. And you can have the bassless uh, scenario as well, where you don't have a bass at all. You're just kind of playing rootless chords, right? Bassless chords, which is also I really love to do, especially if you're... Uh, in a texture where you do have a bass playing with you, they kind of change things a bit. But uh, today I'm going to stick with this uh, more like moved and active um, type of bass, right? That that kind of role that the bass can also play, the bass voice, right? Um, well, I don't really have a, a recipe or anything. I'm just uh, hearing that voice, and basically it's like when we, you know, we talk. About past episodes already about you know hashtag voice leading uh, I'm always waiting for or looking for opportunities to comment right to leave things uh, to keep things moving right because for me harmony is um, it should be uh, horizontal it should be always moving even if you're static in within a chord the voices should be moving and 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 be dynamic right um, so if I'm playing a melody and let's say the melody is uh, idle or is resting or has a long note, you know, here's a chance um, to comment on that, right? Or that previous statement of phrase or theme. Um, 
so the bass voice can come in and, and contribute to that, right? That's an example where the bass voice can um, can fulfill that role, if you will. Um, let's say, let's take a tune like, um, you know, a Black Orpheus, which is, I have been playing recently a lot with students. Uh, right, for instance, at this, right at this, right at the beginning, I can... Uh, use that uh, long note the melody to comment to use the bass to come in and comment right for instance uh so I have all this space now right and I have these chords to play right I have we have to manage e7 flat 9 and go here right so I can do uh, something like that like What is that? This is a uh, two things at the same time. I'm exploring the inversions of the chords. That's one thing uh, you can uh, use as an aid to that sort of path of the bass, right? For instance, I have um, A minor seven in this case, and then on B half diminished, I inverted the chord, you know, to its fifth, right? So you have. Minor seven flat five, right? And that flat five is in the bass, right? So I have this chord here, and then that voice lead really well into E seven flat nine, right? So here I'm using, um, you know, no harmonic tones basically, right? Um, passing tones and neighbor tones and stuff like that to get from the bass note I was into the new bass, right? So I have I'm here. This line I just kind of did, so uh, so that's a passing, that's a, a neighbor tone, right? And then passing tone into this. So using no harmonic tones and inversions, which I talked about in past episodes as well. Go check that out. Um, you can create this this melody basically, this comment, right? This phrase. Uh, this commentary that the bass did, right? I'm using versions and no harmonic tones, right? So, right? And then I, I did put some swagger in it, right? Right? And here I did like a comeback thing, like harmonizing right and then came back to a minor right uh, then if you go on you go uh, here there's a space here to do things as well so we have let's say did I do here? I am going from C to C sharp diminish and that is leading uh, you know leading us to D minor right so what I did I do have the seventh string which helps a lot right so I have I just kind of went all the way that back down 
into the C sharp but octave lower. So I did, uh, and this time I use some chromaticism as well, right? This is the C major scale basically, right? Uh, that's C major, right? So I did. Right, I put some chromaticism in there to get me into C sharp, right? And then I'm here on D minor, right? So this is another way you can use it, right? Chromaticism. Um, so basically, the, the most the most times I use that kind of thing is I combine inversions and non harmonic tones. Basically, that's just basically what I'm doing, right? On this song, you can check so many things out. So here, arpeggiation of C, C7, like just a basic C dominant arpeggio. That's what I did. See, um, right? That's basic arpeggio. I wasn't even doing, you know, passing tones or anything. Just and then inversion again. See, with no harmonic tones. change voices and everything um, so I'm always kind of aware of you know these the chords I'm in the scale I mean the mode whatever um, so I'm just basically improvising but with the, using that voice right it's kind of I'm, I'm kind of soloing over but I'm you soloing on the voice uh, on the bass voice basically uh, but I'm really aware and conscious on where exactly I'm gonna phrase with the bass right I can't intrude the main melody Right, the melody is the king, as we already know. Right, so I'm just looking for spots where, in opportunities where the melody allows me to comment. Right, I'm not. I I have to be out of the way because the melody is the king. The melody has to be exposed. Right, you know. There was enough space for me to fill that gap. See? Of course, I am uh, using some of the language, although I'm not a specialist in this style, but I'm definitely drawing from and inspired by, somehow, influenced by this major, huge language with the seventh string has in Brazil, this huge and profound language of choro and samba, right? Especially choro music, this uh, urban, uh, early uh, 20th century music, late, late, um, late 19 and early 20th century music urban music in brazil Rio de Janeiro, like there is a a you know a gigantic body of work with this instrument and the role this instrument has in that music 
I am drawing from that a little bit and influenced by it. Although I am not a Shoro guy, a traditional one, I, I'm not that familiar with the language, but I draw from it and I'm inspired by it. I kind of adapt into my own play. And that's definitely something you have to be inspired by, and I'm super inspired by and I have the ultimate respect for the seven string players, you know. Like, you have to check them out. I'm gonna link uh, some music over here so you can check these bass lines and how they deal with that, right? So, uh, Garoto and, you know, Rafael Rabelo, and, you know, there's so many, uh, so many masters. And, and some people, you know, you kind of have to study their, 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 their bass lines and stuff like that. Uh, you know, stuff like... Uh, stuff like that. So songs, they're like pretty much a bass line. And it's, it's unbelievable. It's beautiful. I'm going to link some music here so you can check out. But uh, know that I am influenced by those guys as well a little bit. Not as much as some other things, but definitely part of this thing as i'm playing it's drawing from from that language so um, that's a little bit of you know how i deal with the bass voice right it's just basically uh commenting and uh looking for opportunities in the you know in the song where the melody allows me to comment and and provide some kind of answer you know to that melody or that statement right or that phrase or that theme that's basically what i'm doing right uh, but really aware of the chords i'm playing and the inversions possibilities i can use to connect the dots to connect the notes and then using no harmonic tones passing tones uh, neighbor tones and stuff like that right so that's kind of um what i would love to have talked about today and i'll probably come back tomorrow to talk a little bit more of the bass roll and these other things I talked in the beginning. But if you guys have suggestions on what you wanted to hear, even expand a little bit on this, leave in comments because I'm happy to, you know, to talk more and, and suggest uh, more things. You know. So before we go, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, activate the little bell, the notification. This is all my social media stuff. Don't forget to sign up for the mailing list and uh, don't forget to comment also in the video and suggesting things so we can keep that conversation going and i'll see you in the next one thanks guys